Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in God's own self, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Judeans, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. For a number of years now, I have been a fan of the photo blog, Humans of New York. Photographer Brandon Stanton began photographing New Yorkers all over the city back in 2010, just after he lost his job. And somewhere along the way, he started interviewing his subjects in addition to photographing them. Usually, he asks one of two questions to get them to tell their stories. First is, what is your greatest struggle? Or, give me one piece of advice. One of the humans of New York that Brandon interviewed and photographed was an older woman with wisps of gray hair sticking out from her furry cap. And when he asked for one piece of advice, she said, When my husband was dying, I said to him, Mo, how am I supposed to live without you? And he told me, Take the love that you have for me and spread it around. Isn't that beautiful? Take the love that you have for me and spread it around. How are the disciples supposed to live without Jesus when he's no longer with them? So to paraphrase Jesus and the human of New York I just quoted, he says, take the love that I've shown to you and pour it out into the world. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Love one another. That's it. End of story. End of sermon? Probably not. <laughs> a short passage from scripture with a big message. If only it were as easy to do as it is to memorize. Love one another as I have loved you. Because it's the as I have loved you part of this new commandment that is so hard to grasp, so hard to live into, so hard to actually do. Jesus loved Judas, who betrayed him, and Peter, who denied knowing him. Jesus loved the disciples, who would fail him miserably. He loved the criminals executed beside him, and he loved the ones who were deemed unworthy of love or acceptance or inclusion or forgiveness. The love that Jesus demonstrates is not based on the worth of the recipients, and Jesus commands his disciples to love others in the same way. He doesn't say, if you believe the right things, if you worship like this or go to that church, or if you memorize the Bible or pray every day, if you vote correctly, or if you fill in the blank with whatever the if yous are. No, he says, love one another as I have loved you. That's it. Now, too often, we think of love only as an emotion, 
a feeling between two people who mutually respect each other. But love is a verb. It is action-oriented, not passive or limited to an emotion. Jesus didn't simply say, I love you, to the disciples, but he showed them what love from the Father looks like. In the beginning of today's reading, Jesus talks about glorification, about God being glorified in him and he and God. It's a bit difficult to understand, and it seems out of place in this context of this short passage about loving others. Now, Dr. Caroline Lewis helped me to understand this glorification in a new way. Typically, when I think of glory or glorification, it means to amplify or to make something noticeable or bigger. When I read or hear about Jesus' glorification, I think of a bright aura surrounding his head, like kind of a little halo like that, with this, like a saint or a, an angel. But that doesn't show us anything about love. Dr. Lewis says glorification here means that Jesus is the visible presence of God. In Jesus, we see who God, the Father, really is. God's glory is made fully known, fully present, visible in Jesus. Now, just prior to this exchange in the Gospel of John, Jesus takes on the role of a slave and washes the disciples' dirty, dusty feet. An act of love. While eating dinner, his betrayer Judas is with them, and even though Jesus knows that Judas will turn him over to be killed, Jesus feeds him. An act of love. Jesus knows that Peter, one of his closest companions, will deny him not only once, but three times, And yet his parting words to his disciples focus not on blame for their past or their future failures, but instead on preparing them to love others as he has loved them. Loving as Jesus loves is a call to be the ongoing visible presence of God in the world. Choosing love, even when love is hard to come by, Extending love, even when people are unlovely. Carrie Ballinger, who is a ELCA pastor serving in East Jerusalem among the Palestinian people, asked on her Facebook page a couple of days ago as she prepared her own sermon, she asked, what does love look like? Is it always kind or gentle? Or is it sometimes standing in the path of a bullet? Is it protecting the body of a loved one, even at risk of your own body? What is love, she asks. Jesus, help me understand, she says, and then help me to love, even when I don't want to. Hmm. What is love? Maybe loving as Jesus loved means stepping outside of our comfort zone and speaking up when someone uses a racially inappropriate word or metaphor and speaking the truth to them in love. Maybe loving as Jesus loved is going to the clinic, moving carefully through protesters to be with someone who has just made the most difficult decision of their life 
even if you don't believe in abortion. Maybe it means, as a congregation, discerning the ways we have benefited from white supremacy and then working toward making reparations. Maybe loving as Jesus loves is holding the one who sobbed as they told you the most vulnerable thing they could ever voice, that they were gay or lesbian, bisexual or trans. You see, we know what to do to love as Jesus loves, to weep with those who weep, laugh with those who laugh, touch the untouchables, feed the hungry, release the captive, forgive the sinner, confront the oppressor, hold each other close, tell each other the truth in love. Love one another even when it's hard or messy because it is through this impossible love that our dying world will see and taste and touch and hear Christ who loves everyone. May your home in Jesus' love, no, make your home in Jesus' love, which is as abundant as this feast and as free as the water in that font, it is God's love that we share because we know that there is no person or situation, no prison, real or imagined, that God's love cannot redeem and where God's light and love cannot get in. Amen.